Welcome back to the Red Denton podcast after, what was it, fucking month, a month of a hiatus. We are finally up and coming back. Uh, I am Chris, the guy who promised you that we'd finally get co-hosts, and look, I finally got them. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I am Atlas. Um, just... Another member of the Denton left here with Chris. So, what has happened in the last month in Denton? Well, obviously there's a Supreme Court uh, abortion ruling, which is great. Fantastic. Love to see it. But um, uh, I feel like that has already been, uh, that horse has been kind of beaten. So what else have we uh, gotten the docket? Uh, well, we've had uh, our city council elections. Um, the mayoral race between uh, Gerard Hudspeth and Paul Meltzer, that ended up going towards Hudspeth, unfortunately. Um, and Chris Watts, uh, I believe, is now back on city council. Um uh, which is also fantastic. Uh, and uh, then uh, because of a meme that uh, city council member Allison McGuire posted on Facebook, she is getting a recall election. So just uh, your standard run-of-the-mill um, stupid uh, local Republican politics. So nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Great. Uh, for those who do not know, Gerard Hudspeth is the worst, um, rode into office on his, um, on his dad's, uh, fame, his dad, a much better person, but Gerard is kind of a, a crony for the landlords here in Denton. Also just kind of an ass. Yeah. His dad, his dad just kind of openly dislikes him at all the city council meetings, which is great. I love that one. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that says something about you when your dad is like openly shit talking you, the mayor. Yeah. Uh, we were, um, we were at a city council meeting once and Willie just gets on Mike and basically says i regret gerard being born <laughs> oh my god uh no. i half the time i think willie's just kidding he, he just has like an open disagreement with the son but also he does it so much that it's it's hard to believe he's not being genuine yeah yeah like from that it like it definitely seems that like he's like <laughs> just doing one of those like i'm kidding but not really you know like yeah that's that's really funny and i mean it uh it really tracks because like you were saying um gerard is uh uh real friendly with the uh, land developers and landlords here in Denton. Um, he also has a uh, a big 
track record uh, during city council meetings for being kind of um, a dismissive misogynist to the uh, female city council members um, and uh, just generally not being a pleasant person to work with. Um, so it was very disappointing to see him uh, win re-election in uh, the mayor race. Um, but say la vie. This is Texas. <laughs> you can only hope for so much. Yeah, and if you if you drove around Denton, like almost every apartment complex had a massive Gerard Hudspeth fucking sign on their out on their front lawn. Um, it was very clear how the um, the the landlord class was organizing around them. Yes, uh, there was a great thread uh, by Denton, Texas Transit Posts on Twitter. Go follow them, um, where they uh, literally just like drove around the whole city and just like took a note of who had um, a Gerard Hudspeth sign and who had a Meltzer sign, and uh, like it was very clearly like people who owned businesses or were like um uh landlords or developers they had the hudspeth signs and then just like regular people had the Meltzer signs um which i thought was uh usually at least in my experience you don't see that stark of a disparity um but uh then again um I've uh, really only started paying attention to local politics only recently, so it could be something that has a a, a very historied trend here in Denton. Yeah. Uh, Chris Watts, um, also also a huge turd in our uh, punch bowl. The um, the the man that is trying to murder buses. Uh. He uh, he tried. I think he tried to run for like it was uh, the state house or uh, for the actual House of Representatives. I uh, I think he didn't make it. Yes, um, he had uh, big designs for uh, state politics, and I'm assuming he would have wanted to go on towards more national uh, aspirations, but uh, that did not work out as well as he thought um like and he left the mayoral position to try to do that um if i'm remembering correctly uh or like rather he um he didn't seek re-election because he was leaving to to try his hand at that but well, he, he hit the he hit the term limit for the mayor that's why he went back for the city council oh okay all right uh is the term limit two years uh, two consecutive terms, I believe. Two consecutive terms. If he like, if he takes a break, can he run again for mayor? Or I'm not sure because I know that like the president of the United States can't do that. Um, uh, but local politics is a bit more murky. But uh, either way, um, he would not be great to have his mayor again uh and now that he's in city council he's uh 
still showing his face in local politics, which is super great. As you said, he's trying to like kill the buses, which is a big source of contention right now. Okay, it says here, term limits. No member of the council or the mayor who has been elected to three consecutive full terms in a place shall be eligible to file for election for that same place without first having been off the council for at least one annual election cycle. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, the... He has come become kind of like the face of Gozone, mostly because he wants to be the face of Gozone. Uh, Gozone, for those listening, is kind of like shitty Uber, uh, shitty or Uber. My bad, because the the riders aren't really trained. The drivers aren't really trained that well, and they tend to get in accidents a lot. Um, it's a like New York company that is kind of brought down here into Denton and is supposed to replace our public transit. Um, pretty much no one likes it. Yeah, they've, um, they started, I believe, um, in the DFW area, like more in the Arlington area. Um, and then they moved up here to Denton. Um, and, uh, at that time that they started, I think that was when Chris Watts was still mayor. Um, uh, like right when they started to uh, set the stage for the go zone takeover. And um, yeah, ever since then, like they've just been slashing stops off of bus routes, um, really uh, like screwing over the bus drivers. Um in favor of this uh like clearly inferior system like it's it's so obvious how bad this is and how nobody likes it um like uh in every like city meeting i've sat in on um i have uh actually attended a couple um uh virtual meetings of like local nonprofits um meeting with one of the spokespeople for uh the Denton Transit Authority um and every one of them had only negative things to say about Gozone so it seems like it's a wholly unpopular um initiative but it's still moving forward like it's still making progress which uh, just goes to show um the the priorities of our elected officials unfortunately yeah they don't they don't really seem to give a shit about the um public um public opinion here um but we uh, our producer is getting us a lot of articles here about the uh Allison McGuire recall yes Allison McGuire um i believe actually former DSA or something like that um, she was she was elected as a kind of progressive voice in the city council, but there is this um there is this movement that was organized by the uh, basically just fucking robes and ranch the um Kulakville for those who don't know the uh, <laughs> the 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 petty landlord like neighborhood. Uh, completely right wing, 
uh, homophobic, transphobic down there. They have like a preacher that has a church and doubles as a right wing activist. Uh, and he also seems to be involved in this. But yeah, the Allison recall. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, it was kicked off by a meme that uh, McGuire posted on her Facebook page. Um, since this is an audio medium, I'll, I'm just going to describe the meme. Uh, it, it's a riff off of the Eric Andre uh, Who Killed Hannibal thing, where on his show uh, he uh, he acts out shooting his co-host Hannibal, and then he turns to the camera and he's like, who killed Hannibal? So it's a popular meme that's been used a lot for uh, pointing out um, an issue and showing who caused the issue and um, showing how that person is blaming everyone but themselves. And so for McGuire's part, she has uh, Chris Watts acting the part of uh, Eric Andre shooting Hannibal, who uh, is uh, labeled as a bus ridership. And then uh, Chris Watts, Eric Andre, turns to the camera and says, why would DCTA waste taxpayer money by running empty buses? So it's clearly not calling for any sort of violence against anybody. It's just supposed to be pointing out how Chris Watts is deliberately uh, gutting the bus system and then using the decreased performance by the bus system to justify um, putting more funds towards GoZone. Uh, it, that's it. It yeah. is a decent meme. Yes, well, it, it is a good meme. A little meme. bit wordy, but it is decent. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that is the basis for the recall position started by uh, former uh, city council member Don Duff, um, who uh, just looks like the stereotypical, like old white guy on like a local city council. Um, yeah, it's just it's really stupid. It's frivolous. Um, there was actually some controversy about the way he uh, collected the petition signatures. Um, uh, and yet, um, even though it was pretty clear that he ended up collecting some of those illegally, uh, there's nothing that they can do about it. So the recall is probably going to go forward. I, I also want to like, I want to point out, uh, in this article from the Denton record Chronicle, uh, Chris Watts spoke to the city council denouncing the meme as trivializing trivializing gun violence. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> is the First of all, the man's a fucking Republican. I know, seriously. That, that guy does not give a shit about gun violence at all. Uh it it, it seems soft in a way. <laughs> like, oh, why would you it's like a video game argument or something like, yeah, oh, it, it, if you post this meme, people are going to start shooting bus ridership. Right. Like it's very like pearl clutchy and it's like all about the optics of it rather than like the actual messaging or even like the context or anything like that. Um, yeah, like uh, his uh, his quote uh, from the article in uh, 
the Denton Record Chronicle, uh, says, I understand this is a popular meme, and I understand that this is a celebrity, but I've never seen a sitting, a sitting city council member use this kind of imagery to present their political positions. This imagery is offensive. It's about as tone deaf as you can get. An absence of judgment to use an imagery of gun violence and death to present your political position. <laughs> like, good Lord, could it be any more like pearl clutching, like, oh, my stars and garters. This is just unacceptable. Meanwhile, on uh, the Trump Twitter replacement, uh, Truth Social, um, the former president, uh, like, retruthed, essentially retweeted something that said, like, civil war now. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure Chris Watts has nothing uh, to say about that. Um, and all the other instances of uh, Republicans um, uh, proposing violence to achieve their means, but nah, let's let's go after this uh, this local city council member for her uh, very clearly um, soft uh, political meme. <laughs> if I, Chris Watts, see this meme, then I'm going to shoot bus ridership. This encourages me to do so. I know, yeah. This is just in this is just encouraging people to shoot the fuck out of Hannibal Burns. I right, yeah, like if it's saying anything, like if this meme and all of its versions say anything, it's that we should be repeatedly shooting Hannibal Burns. Which honestly, that would make sense because Hannibal Burns is a landlord. The, no wonder Chris Watts feels so passionately about this. Oh, is he now? Yes, uh that there was a big thing about him being a landlord i think he also got into the nft game um no i think eric andre got into it too but not as much uh yeah yeah i mean that makes sense a lot of celebrities were jumping on the nft game before it uh nosedived into the pool Um, including our city council got on the nft game too we got a farm around here yeah oh god yeah the bitcoin farm um yeah, that was a another disappointing development in our in our local politics. Um, uh, let's see. Later in this article, it says Duff provided a page, including his reasoning, which featured the meme alongside a list of eight additional reasons to recall McGuire. Among them were her approval of December's re, uh, redistrict, uh, redistricting map, which was a good map, by the way. Got fucking rid of Robeson Ranch. Originally in the district, Robeson Ranch was included with UNT. So uh, people who lived in or around UNT tend to be liberal. And so including Robeson Ranch was a way to dilute the um, the vote there. Uh, that she advocated to remove police authority to cite for one half or less of marijuana. What? <laughs> yeah, like half of... What half of a gram, half of a pound, uh, just half of a yeah. less of marijuana? <laughs> yeah, one yeah, half the, marijuana, please. And that she supported fines for failing to comply with the mask mandate. I thought you were supposed to obey lawful orders, but not when it comes to the mask mandate. No, not when it's tyranny. Yes, not that when it's tyranny. Is. Taking away my rights. <laughs> Ugh. One half or less of marijuana. Yeah, that was really funny to read. If you if you are walking around here injecting marijuanas, 
then you need to go to jail. But if you're wearing a mask, that is just that's slavery. Oh, oh yeah. Mask wearing marijuana, injecting liberals taking over this city. Uh, God damn it. Uh, Allison took down the meme, which honestly never do. I'm it. We, we live by a strict code here. Never stop posting. Uh, never take down your memes. Never apologize. Uh, because it was being misinterpreted, but that, that she stands by the point she was making about Watts' impact on transportation, yada, yada, you get the thing. If our um, listeners need a position, we are pro McGuire is much better than anything Watts or Duff have. Yes. Um, like, we, we have our like problems with McGuire, like... Her being on the DCTA board is still a lot better than Chris Watts just waiting in the wings with a bunch of TNT waiting to blow up every bus in Denton. But this is just kind of a weird thing to focus on. I think it's more like Duff just really wants to move along with any of the... um, but with the uh, with the go zone thing as fast as possible, I'm guessing he's probably on their payroll or something. But we'll have to uh, see what happens. Do we know when the um, let's see, our producer said reasoning for votes in question. Please be advised that any persons who wish to gather petitions must do so beyond the hundred foot distance marks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the controversy that I mentioned earlier, like about how he gathered those uh petition signatures uh like he was like pretty explicitly gathering signatures from Robeson Ranch voters uh within the 100 foot distance marker of um an early voting or election day polling place um but uh the election judge on duty um uh claimed um that Duff was in compliance um, so it, yeah, um, it seems like, uh, the Denton city secretary, uh, Rosa Rios is expected to certify, uh, the, the petition at the June 7th council meeting. So that's, uh, this upcoming Tuesday at the time of this recording. Um, and I, I personally think that this is, um, it's less about like anything to do with DCTA and John Duff potentially being on like Via's uh, payroll or like having a friend on that board, like Watts or someone, and more of just like this is um, a recurring trend that we really saw um, start in. California with the attempted um, governor recall um, where uh, Larry Elder tried to unseat uh, Gavin Newsom um, even though an actual like regular election was going to be taking place within like a year anyways and they still were really pushing to just like essentially overthrow for lack of a better word, uh, the 
governor out there. And I can't quite remember where else I saw this happening, but it's, it's a practice that's happening more and more frequently where, um, uh, right wing organizations and local Republicans are, um, trying to go the recall route of removing, uh, the democratically elected, uh, uh, city council members or governors or what have you, uh, to instead replace it with their own people. Um, and, um, it's just another, like another tool in their arsenal that they're using of, uh, just really subverting the whole election process. Um, we're starting to see even more of that, um, of these right-wing groups really getting involved in um, election offices running for uh, like s- city comptroller positions, city secretary positions, like just really starting to uh, entrench themselves in the whole process so that eventually elections may not even matter anymore. But uh, hopefully that won't happen. But that's the kind of trend that I'm seeing this recall as a part of. That. Hmm. I, I really wonder what like the logic is behind here. Like you, you said, the the California one was like a year away. They they could have just waited for that. And like, do they have like this idea that there's like this moment to seize on? Like they have this secret army of supporters that are just waiting to strike or something. I think it's about the um like the difference in optics of a regular election versus a recall election. So a recall, um, like it happens in between regular elections. So that person is already in office and won't be coming out of office anytime soon. So this recall election sort of acts as like a mini revolution almost like you're you're ousting this person before um the process uh really allows you to anyway um it's just another um uh reactionary tool essentially um is is how i see it it's all about um galvanizing this faux populist vibe of like this person isn't doing their job right we need to get them out now instead of waiting for the regular election that would have been happening in a year or so um so that's how i see it i i i, I don't want to give advice to the right wing or anything but <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are trying to overthrow the government um it it seems that like the the far right in, in this country. I'm not necessarily talking about like Patriot Front or the Proud Boys or anything. I'm talking more like the the Trump cult, uh, MAGA in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have the organizational capability to go and do a thing, and like if they wanted to like fucking march on Art Austin and just declare themselves like 
the new government. They could. But like when it came to January 6th, they do the whole theater. They do the theater of a of a revolution or a pooch or whatever you want to call it. But they get in there and they don't do anything. <laughs> they, right. they just kind of they, like uh it's been mentioned that like that could have been Trump's march on Rome. He just decided, no, folks, I don't want to do it. Uh I love you, go home. So like if they wanted to, they could have just armed up and like marched on any state house and just declared the the new Christian kingdom of Kansas or something. It it's just it seems so <sighs> Well it fits in with the whole um uh performative aspect of the modern right wing that we see today. You know, um you have uh, people who wouldn't be able to run a 12-minute mile uh, suiting up to go to protests in, like, operator gear with, like, helmets and their fucking Oakleys and camo and stuff. And it's all about, it's all about the appearance. It's all about um, uh, shows of force rather than actually going through with it. But we're starting to see more people actually go through with it. You know, um, we had, uh, just recently, um, there was a, a guy who was, uh, arrested for killing a retired judge. Um, uh, just earlier this week, um, was that Wisconsin, Minnesota. Yeah. So, uh, I'm pulling it up here. Um, uh, this guy shot a retired county judge at his Wisconsin home, and he had a hit list that included uh, Democrat Governor of Michigan Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Democrat Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, and even uh, Mitch McConnell as well. Um, mm. So uh, it, it's – I've seen this comparison and – prediction pop up more and more online um, of how uh, we might we might not be headed into like Civil War 2.0 territory, but we might be heading in towards uh, years of lead territory, which um, f for those who might not know was um, a period in history of uh, I believe it was in Italy mostly um, yeah. where uh, it was in the late sixties to like um, the eighties where it wasn't pitched revolution, but a lot of political terrorism, just like uh, bombings here and there, assassinations here and there. And um, we're uh, like, we might be heading into that territory as well with just uh, these small pockets of actual violent action um happening behind the more uh performative acts like we saw with uh january 6th and the patriot front marches of just like looking tough and then a few weeks later we might see some 
just like one dude end up shooting a retired judge, you know? Um, so, uh, I might be a bit more cynical about that than, than other people might. Um, but, uh, I've kind of, uh, lost the plot of where I started this tangent. Uh, Uh, (laughs) but we came from like the the whole um recall thing but this does kind of like dovetail because this does also kind of play into like the 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 kind of i wouldn't say culture the 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 phenomenon of mass shootings here Mm -hmm. because there isn't really a kind of coherent political force like Patriot Front and the Proud Boys and whatever fucking fascist movement, they do exist, but also they don't really do much. The, the most that Patriot Front is, well, Proud Boys go to like protests and shit, but they're mostly just like there to start a fight. Mm-hmm. They don't really do anything else. They're not known for anything else. Patriot Front, they they have their weekly activism requirement and they go and they just put up a bunch of stickers at a place to prop it and to propagandize a place. But like, they're not bringing any new people in they They're not, um, they're not going out. They're not doing any sort of political campaigning. They just have this whole, we're going to sticker and then leave. Uh, so no one knows who we are. Ooh. Um, and if there's just like these, constant attempts at assassination and just mass killing then it's just it's just like that one single person doing some big spectacular act we might already be in that kind of days of lead thing the only the only real difference is like the cia and mi6 was probably helping out in um in italy by contacting the mafia it's just oh i'm sure yeah, <laughs> it's just our our uh, years of lead. A lot of it is just kind of separate from the political aspect of it, at least in like the public record, I guess, in the media that no one really talks about the whole uh, kind of ideology of violence behind this. They kind of treat these as separate individual acts a lot of these uh people who go out and do these mass shootings are either racists or some sort of person who subscribes to political terrorism but like remember we never found out anything about steven paddock the las vegas shooter yeah uh it just everything kind of got buried we we just kind of accept these as what happens when you go to America. Sometimes you get shot. Oopsie doodles. But it, it it feels like that kind of political terrorism was always bound to happen. It's just this specific like assassination of a former judge. This is a weird thing. This does not happen that much assassinating like members of the government doesn't happen. It's usually just shooting other like civilians. Right. Um, and that's sort of what I've been feeling, um, 
like what we're going to start seeing more and more of. Uh, because yeah, like generally the mass shootings we've seen in the past have just been um, uh, sort of like lone wolf types just going after um, big crowds of civilians, whether that's at a music festival or in an elementary school. Um, I think the one sort of uh, attempted mass shooting that had a political um, angle that I remember uh, first hearing about in my baby days of political awakening was that uh, congressional baseball game um, in, I believe, 2017. Um, uh, that guy was, um, I believe he was a uh, left wing, um, and uh, he almost killed uh, Steve Scalise, a Republican member of Congress, um, uh, but he was able to recover. Um, but yeah, like that was, um, that was really an anomaly at the time, for sure. And even this retired judge shooting um, is an anomaly. Uh, but I think that with the existing culture of just, um, just this horrible combination of uh, violence and misogyny and gun culture um, starting to coalesce with the increasing political rhetoric that we're seeing, um, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like we might start seeing more uh, shootings towards political actors rather than just the random uh, school shootings or music festival shootings that we've seen in the past. Um, and uh, I, like, I really think that January 6th was that sort of flashpoint. As performative as it was, um, it it was one of those things that could have been a lot worse had a few things gone the other way. Um, and uh, I think that a lot of that political energy might be looking for other avenues to release itself. So hopefully uh, that won't happen, but I'm not holding out hope. <laughs> well, uh, from the, the dark days ahead, let's go to less dark days, but still kind of dark. Um, if the um, if the the petition for recall is certified, mm -hmm. uh, it won't take place until November. Um, right. So we got until then. I'm pretty sure Mao said something about like allying with like the petite bourgeoisie or against the the imperialist or something like that. And either way, when it comes to a local election, we don't really have any sort of open communists or open be weird to see an open anarchist running for government but you know what i'll, I'll support it uh i'll take it <laughs> yeah fuck it why not um who are running for city council right now um so we kind of have to um give support to our local sock dem in the uh the struggle against uh reactionary bus explodings so um yes one thing that recently happened that I kind of want to talk about is what happened in Dallas. Um, 
yesterday. Uh, oh. there, what happened in Dallas yesterday? This will be news to me. Uh, there was a um, a drag show, basically in the neighborhood of Dallas, um, and uh, some uh, local right wing like F list celebrities were there, uh, including uh, good old Kelly from UNT. Oh, great. Uh, and Alex, the um, also known as the wig dude from Mayday. Oh, right. Yeah. He and a bunch of uh, Christian nationalists, they're, they're waving the fucking Christian flag, um, came to protest at this uh, uh, bar and were chanting, you know, you're grooming these children and uh, shit like that, harassing the... Uh, the, the drag queens who were coming out, you know, going to their car, calling them pedophiles, shit like that. Uh, Andy No uh, had one of his... Um, either he himself was there or had one of his... Um, no, he had one of his, like, little constituents... Not constituents, little um, compatriots there to help out. Um... One of them shouted out, I'm a fascist, not a Nazi. <laughs> Which. Incredible cognitive dissonance there. <laughs> Holy shit. That person's mind must be a black hole. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fascist. I simply follow the Julius Evola school of reactionary thinking. <laughs> That's incredible. Um. Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the video now. Uh, it said I'm a fascist, not a Nazi. And they charged at a family with two young children who were leaving the event. Um, yeah, that's oof. Um, so, uh, for people who don't know about our, uh, a local, I call them, I honestly call them grifters because they're honestly just trying to get on like the whole kind of, they're trying to capitalize on the same kind of shit that uh, the Kent State gun girl tried mm -hmm. um, before she went tradcath. Uh, Kelly Needart, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Um, UNT student. Um a massive transphobe, massive homophobe, piece of shit, um, likes to make these sort of like, uh, um, provocative, provocative things that to basically kind of invite people to try and fight her and counter protest because she knows that helps her build her reputation in mm -hmm. the right wing sphere. Um, She's kind of got some attention in the uh, the right wing. Uh, Steven Crowder uh, hasn't really come to her events, but like after her events were hosted and counter protested pretty well, uh, Steven Crowder was like, I'm going to go on UNT and talk about how transgender people are groomers. Um, Alex, I don't know what the fuck his name is, is kind of this. Crowder knockoff. He likes to go in and really just record people. Uh, he doesn't really do much other than just be generally annoying. 
But this uh, protest of the drag show was held. Uh, cops got involved. There were a bunch of um, Christian nationalists there. Um, MAGA hats, all you, all the shit you want to see that's in these fucking things. Um, and they were uh, taking pictures and posting identities of drag queens on Twitter, mm-hmm. which, like, fuck off, really? <laughs> After all the crying they did about how libs of TikTok was unfairly doxxed and targeted, you know, like, uh, which already we know was not an argument in good faith. You know, they didn't actually care about that double standard because they like they want to make sure that they can do that to leftists and other like liberal actors. Um, and but instead of uh, doxing someone just to figure out their identity for a Washington Post article, this sort of doxing and identifying could actually get people hurt or killed. Um, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and our uh, producer just posted um, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that Christian nationalism is nothing to fear because it's the only thing that can stop uh, school shootings, crime, and sexual immorality. <laughs> Declaring that anyone opposes it is a domestic terrorist. Yes. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene also just... I, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene is just a funny person to me because she... She obviously wants to have as much of attention as possible. That's why she like signed up for like modeling or some shit. And this politics is being a celebrity, but for ugly people, which is why I, which is why I want to join. <laughs> why I want to get in. Um, but she is kind of pushing this kind of she. She's kind of become the the avatar of this kind of modern black hundreds kind of thing. This sort of uh, fascistic Christian uh, dominionism. Um, oh, Libs of TikTok also talked about this uh, Dallas drag show. Oh, of course they did. Um, but protect trans, not protect trans kids, uh, protect Texas kids. The uh, the anti um, anti trans org was also there. A lot of um, blue checks, uh, right wing blue check marks on uh, Twitter were calling it satanic and shit. So fun times. Yeah, and what Green said there about Christian nationalism is uh, really the next logical step to what you've already been seeing with uh, calling um, anything not uh, straight or cis um, a like a grooming operation. Like once you identify someone as, as that, like as a pedophile or a pedophile sympathizer, then you really can do anything against that group because who's going to defend a pedophile, right? Yeah. Um, and now here, uh, she is evolving that same sort of rhetoric, um, of, uh, 
if you disagree with Christian nationalism, then that means you don't want to stop school shootings. You are for sexual immorality, in air quotes. And if you oppose it, then you're a domestic terrorist. You know, um, it's it, it's just a massive shifting of the like linguistic Overton window of like like nothing actually means what it means anymore. It's just like attaching words to whatever you don't like and then sending your goons after it. Uh, so that was, that was really nice to see um, a sitting uh, member of Congress advocating for Christian nationalism. Super. Yeah. And she's, she's really the, the one person I think in Congress right now, even in the Senate really, who is, uh, uh, like you said, who really is the avatar for this new evolution of the right wing movement? Um, because, like, like uh, we we have people like um, God, what's his name? Like Paul Gosar, like who has actual groipers on his staff, uh, posting memes and shit about. Um, like AOC is a Titan from attack on Titan and showing like him, like murdering her in, in that show. And then you have people like Lauren Boebert who go on news stories with uh, their huge collection of assault rifles in the background of their camera shot. But, um, they really aren't as like attention seeking and as like, relentless in going after the headlines as Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, so this is uh, super, super worrying because um, like the petition to get her off of the ballot for the upcoming midterm election, I don't think that actually succeeded. So she is, uh, she's still going to be up for re-election and I don't know how well her opponent is going to fare in that. Um, uh, hopefully I will be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not holding out too much hope for my, uh, home state of Georgia for that one. It's always shocking to me how someone, uh, who nobody knew existed just a couple years ago can be just rocketed to right wing fame just because they have, um, uh, no morals and, um, uh, right wing rotted brain. Like, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I didn't have any morals so I could be a successful right-wing grifter. <laughs> it, seems, it seems like a good gig, you know? Yeah. Job security and all that. <laughs> I always thought, you know, these, the, these people are um, buying the shit out of their stupid merchandise. You know, if you, you can just, like, put text on a fucking nylon flag and they'll eat that shit up yes yes oh my gosh there's so much money to be made off of just fleecing the maggots who will just buy anything with like any sort of right-wing rhetoric on it it's it's an it's insane it's insane yeah uh but yeah um that uh confrontation in dallas uh is not good to see um just more escalation of the groomer rhetoric against uh especially the trans community um and just generally anything that's not uh 
cis white Christian. Um, super great. It's super great. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that's enough doom and gloom for today. Um, yes. Let's uh, let's do some some plug-in. First, do you have anything you want to plug? Sure. Um, uh, if you want to, uh, you can follow me um, on Twitter at Tall Leftist. Um, I also run my own podcast called Overcritical, uh, where I look at movies, TV, and video games from a critical leftist perspective. Um, the next episode that I'm planning on releasing, hopefully this week, uh, um, will be looking at the uh Ben Shapiro school shooter movie that came out last year, um, run hide fight. Uh, that was a fun one to sit through. Um, so now that I'm recovered from my car accident, uh, I think I can, uh, start working on that. So, uh, stay tuned for that. I would love to see you, uh, listeners, uh, just come check out that show. Yeah. All right. And you can find, um, uh our uh our podcast that we do together on uh red denton pod at red denton pod on twitter and red denton pod on patreon uh we're also on spotify and pretty much all those places you probably have found this and are listening to this uh one thing i also want to do is um some local uh leftist events that are happening uh Juneteenth celebration will be the uh, I think Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of Juneteenth. Let me look it up. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Uh, on their website, uh, the uh, the Denton Juneteenth celebration that is going on Friday, June seventeenth through Saturday, June eighteenth. All right, and that'll be in Fredmore Park. Yes. Um, come out. You know, come support local black businesses, you know, uh, be a good ally or, you know, just do shit on a Friday or Saturday or something. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Get some vitamin D. The sun is good for you, although not too much. <laughs> uh, the Denton Left is also as an anti-capitalist book club uh, that we host online um, that is open to anyone who wants to come. We will be covering intercommunalism by Huey P. Newton. Uh, if you want us to send you a, a free, uh, a free link to just you know get it and read it for yourself, just message the Twitter, and we will provide that for you. And let's see, is there anything else? Mm, oh. There will be a no bus cuts press conference on June 9th of oh, the oh, book club's going to be June 15th, yes. by the way. Uh, the no bus cuts press conference will be at the Denton County Courthouse, not the courthouse on the square, but the actual courthouse where courts are held. Um, the, the one on the square is just like a museum. The one uh, the actual Denton County Courthouse at 12 p.m. Thursday, June 9th. So they'll be in four days uh, from when this is recorded. Yes. Uh, no bus cuts has been doing some excellent work advocating for, uh, well, uh, not cutting buses. Um, so it, uh, would be su super great to see 
any of you all out there to show support and solidarity. You, the faceless masses. Yes, the faceless listener. And I think that is all we got. All right. Uh, be well, everyone. Stay safe. Um, and we will see you next time. All right. Later. Later.